the Second Amendment. Military weapons were exactly what the founders were referencing when they penned the Second Amendment in 1791. Exercise your rights in a safe way. The fact is, Congress has zero constitutional authority to write, enact, or enforce any gun control law. Politicians that infringe on our God-given rights, he calls them out, he's not here to play. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Norm Maynard. We are locked and we are loaded on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. This is the podcast all about firearms, the Second Amendment, and all things pertaining thereto. And I am Royce, your host. And if you can hear me, that means you are in range. And I'm about to put the truth about firearms, the Second Amendment, and all things pertaining thereto right between your ears. We've got a lot to talk about today, as always. Oh, Royce, you always say that. Yeah, because it's always true. Shut up. Had a great time out at the Melbourne Gun Show, seeing my buddy Rockin' Rod Rao and Sarge Lindsley and so many other fine patriots out there. Got to interview a bunch of them and had a great time. And if you missed that podcast, well, you can catch it on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Or you can go to shootingstraightradio.com. You can also hit me up with an email there at Royce at ShootingStraightRadio.com. You can also communicate with me through Farcebook at the Shooting Straight Radio podcast page. And yes, I always respond to all messages, all emails. And uh, if for any reason you think I have not, just uh, put that in there. Hey, man, I sent you an email before and I don't think you got it. Please let me know. That way I know that the uh, email forwarding service is working properly. Uh, a couple of times that has happened, and it uh, just turned out to be a minor glitch, but it was quickly repaired. Thank goodness for that. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, yeah, just like everybody else in the aftermath of the verdict. It seems that everybody's content is all about the verdict and the aftermath thereof. And, man, I'm telling you what, this country has flat out erupted, it seems, with all manner of just vitriol and hatred against the jurors, the judge, and especially against Mr. Rittenhouse, that evil white supremacist vigilante. Uh, Yeah, and I mean to tell you, we are really... It's sad to see the state of this country and hear some of the crap dropping from the lips and mouths of people in the media and their little sycophants who believe and hang on every word that comes out of their filthy, wretched, lying mouths. And yeah, Royce is a little bit ticked off about that. Gee, I bet you couldn't tell that now, could you? You've heard me talk about Gun Owners of America here on this program, and if you're not a member, you need to be a member. They had a thing set up where you could send Kyle Rittenhouse a uh, a little comment of support or a little letter of support, and I sent him one, and I, I told him that, man, you're facing a hard row ahead. You've got the mark of Cain on you now from the media, and they're going to continue to hound you and paint you out you know, wrongly as a white supremacist murderer. And I didn't say this part to him, but I sure hope he sues the pants off of every— Every last media outlet 
that is doing exactly that in the wake of it. Yes, and that includes also some so-called civil liberties uh, organizations like the ACLU, who are defaming Mr. Rittenhouse in the aftermath of the verdict. Uh, Frankly, for me, I didn't put this part in the letter, the little statement I sent to Mr. Rittenhouse through GOA, but I'm really glad he had himself a rifle to go to there on his person. And I'm also grateful and honored to be sponsored here on this podcast by my good friends out at Go To Weapons. I'm Stephen Shoemaker. I serve as a Sergeant E5 in the United States Marine Corps. Throughout the Corps' rich history, the rifle has been the go-to weapon of choice for all Marines, as we defended ourselves, our brothers, and our country. I am proud to be part of go-to weapons and to have a hand in building high-quality rifles and pistols on the AR platform, weapons that I would confidently carry into any area of operations as my go-to. We built rifles for both the military and the civilian market. We know quality. We built quality. We are quality. Go to weapons. Check us out at go2weapons.com. Simplify. Thank you, Sergeant Shoemaker, for your service to our country in the United States Marine Corps. Oorah! Yes, sir. Simplify to you, my friend. I did not serve in the Marine Corps or any other branch, but I certainly hold you guys in high regard and thank you for your service to our country. Um, as I was saying before we went to the commercial break, this is, this is a post-verdict episode of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. I was reticent to do it at first because I didn't want to get embroiled in all of the crap and the brouhaha being created by the media in the aftermath of all this, but I feel compelled to stand up and tell the truth in the face of the onslaught of lies coming from our media. Uh, it boils me no end at the crap that they are saying, and not just the media, other leftists and other and other political action groups and such, and we'll be addressing them as we go through this podcast. If you'd like to know the real reason that the leftists in this country are so flummoxed and outraged over the Rittenhouse verdict, it's because of the indoctrination and false narratives that have been propagated in this country, not just throughout the year prior to the trial and not just throughout the trial itself, but also also throughout the last couple of decades in our schools and in our universities and such where the so-called zero tolerance for violence policies punished both the assailant and the defender uh, during the typical schoolyard fistfight. There's plenty of such incidents that happen at schools all the time. They happened in my day when I was in school. They happen even in these days in school. There's always a disagreement that descends into fisticuffs, and now everybody gets punished regardless. Whether you were defending yourself or not doesn't matter. The whole emphasis of that policy was to teach people that it doesn't pay to defend yourself. And that is exactly what's being done now in the aftermath of this trial. Actually, they were trying to do it before the trial. They wanted Kyle uh, Rittenhouse uh, pronounced guilty 
to teach the rest of America that it does not pay to defend yourself. Self-defense is a no-no. It's violent, and all violence is bad. Uh, that's not true. The whole idea behind all that was to produce a, a nation full of timid wimps who were brainwashed into thinking that all violence is bad, regardless of whether it's assault or defense. And again, I say, that is not true. It takes someone skilled in violence to defend this country against violence from other countries. So why is that not true on a smaller scale, one-on-one, -on -one, where one or three people, in this case, actually attacked a young man? Uh, foolishly, he, you know, they attacked him because he was armed with a weapon that certainly proved to, uh, to be able to provide a, a very robust defense for him. And I'm sure they figured that out as soon as their souls left their bodies and they were standing before God Almighty. But I'm sure you've also noticed that the prosecutors, the media, and even our mail-order president were all willfully complicit in, in advancing a flagrantly false narrative that painted these three felons. Yes, they were felons, one of whom was charged previously with 11 counts of child molestation and rape of young boys aged 9 to 11. Another one was a, dom a domestic ab abuser who had been convicted of it. And another had also been charged with burglary and also domestic abuse. And these guys were hailed as victims and also heroes by Krauss the commie and Binger the Bolshevik while repeatedly presenting Mr. Rittenhouse as a just nothing but a white supremacist and a vigilante who went to Kenosha for the sole purpose of hunting down and shooting these heroes. Yes, it that convoluted. Isn't it? I mean, just goodness me, the craziness going on in our media. I feel like I'm the only sane person, and I know I'm not, but it makes you feel like you're the only sane person in an insane asylum. Everybody around you is talking to you like you're crazy when you know they're the ones that are actually crazy because everything they're saying goes against established reality and fact. Yeah, those heroes, those oh-so-brave heroes that that mean old white supremacist gunned down in cold blood. That is exactly how they're presenting this. Yes, those brave heroes who throughout their oh-so-brave lives have so bravely beat their women and so bravely molested and raped young boys and who acted so bravely that fateful night by setting dumpsters on fire in an attempt to blow up a gas station and so bravely tipped over porta-potties and so bravely threatened to kill Rittenhouse and several other people there. Yes, those brave heroes in that bad old Rittenhouse. He had the audacity to interpose himself between those heroes in their acts of selfless bravery. He had the temerity to actually defend himself against their oh-so-brave threats of death and their oh-so-brave assaults against his person with skateboards and flying kicks and a handgun. And he had the undiluted gall to shoot them down in spite of a heroic slam to the head with a skateboard and followed by that heroic flying kick that we saw in the video and an also heroic aggravated assault with a firearm. He even had the nerve to be acquitted. 
Yes, acquitted of the murder of those heroes and the injuring of that other one who pointed the gun at him and had his bicep turned into powder. Oh, yeah. Not to mention the murder of the careers of both of those prosecuting attorneys. Why? You know, his acquittal even forced the media to finally admit that all lives actually matter. Oh, my. And that my friends, is exactly what the media want you to believe. And now in the aftermath of the verdict, they want you to believe that the verdict itself is the cause of more mob violence that erupted thereafter. Wrong. The media are the cause of that violence. Plain and simple. The media are the ones who stirred this up. And did so willfully. They don't care about the violence that has ensued, you know, the, the very night after the verdict there in Portland. They didn't care about that. And they still don't care about it. They don't care about anybody else that might die. Matter of fact, I think personally that they want people to be injured and died so they can further blame it upon Mr. Rittenhouse. I personally believe that the verdict was exactly what they wanted so they could use it to further inflame this country with more racial violence. Calling Mr. Rittenhouse a racist, a white guy that shot three other white guys. Yeah, he's such a racist. Oh, yeah, but they were there as allies to the Black Lives Matter crowd. Oh, so that makes him a racist. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't watch the same trial that the rest of us watched. They didn't watch the same video that the rest of us watched. They didn't watch what really happened. They didn't watch Mr. Rittenhouse do his dead-level best to extract himself from the incident and only fire when he absolutely had to. And frankly, young man, I applaud you for keeping your head in all of that. I, I tell you what, you did an exemplary job of defending yourself. I knew you didn't want to be there. I know you didn't want to do what you had to do. But my brother, you did a good job. And hats off to you. No, not for killing another human being, but for defending yourself and doing so handily. I know it sucks that you have to even look back and, and look at that fateful night. You're probably going to suffer a lot of emotional maladies from that, and understandably so. But man, hats off to you. You did what you had to do. It sucks that you had to, but you did well, and you came out alive. New York Times put out an article essentially setting the stage for what they knew good and well was going to happen in the aftermath of the verdict. They And this was... Uh, like I said, a week prior to the verdict announcement. And they said, this was the, the writing. It says, as two closely, watched murder, uh, two closely watched murder trials play out in two different states this past week, juries heard strikingly similar stories. Men took up guns in the name of protecting the public, and they wound up killing unarmed people. They claimed self-defense. In one case, Kyle Rittenhouse fatally shot two men and wounded a third, in the unrest following a police shooting in Kenosha. Do you notice they didn't point out that Mr. Gage Grosskreutz was armed? And they never do. Gee, I wonder why that would be. 
They continued, the problem is that with a citizenry armed with guns, we have blurred every line. And that was from Miss Kimberly Kessler Furzan, a professor of law and philosophy at the University of Pennsylvania. And Basically, she, she wrote a thing uh, called, what is defense? What is reasonable? When, when, when may one stand one's ground and when must one retreat? Well, I got news for you, sister. He tried to retreat. I brought that out in, in a recent podcast. It's ridiculous some of the crap you guys have come up with. And also, not to mention uh, some garbage that came out from Yahoo!, but they said Kyle, Ritten, Kyle Rittenhouse being found not guilty on all counts after more than 24 hours of deliberation can be summed up with one simple phrase. Gee, I bet you can't guess what that phrase is. Hmm? No, I bet you can't. I'm going to tell you what that phrase is after we hear about my good buddy Anthony out at Counter-Strike Tactical in Melbourne. Strike Tactical, the best little gun store in Melbourne and proud sponsors of the Shooting Straight radio podcast. Visit us at 1008 Strawbridge Avenue for all things AR-15. Stop in and see the custom AR builds by Tony Vallejo, owner and combat veteran. Plus, go-to weapons, brand rifles, AK-47s, handguns, shotguns, ammo, AR and tactical rifle accessories, and more. Tony also offers laser engraving and seracoding. So stop in at 1008 Strawbridge Avenue, the best little gun store in Melbourne, Counter-Strike Tactical, or call 321-499-4949 and tell Tony that Roy said yes. Yes, they said that the New York Times had said, Kyle Rittenhouse being found not guilty on all counts after more than 24 hours of deliberations, can be summed up with one simple phrase, white privilege. White privilege. It's an all-too-familiar theme we witness when white defendants are on trial for killing us. For killing us? Killing us? Are you referring to yourself and your fellow communists here? Because those are the only people that got shot that night, sister. Communist. White defendants on trial for killing us. Who's the us? Hmm. They continued the Rittenhouse privilege. Oh, now that's what it's called. Not the white privilege anymore. Oh, the Rittenhouse privilege. Yeah. Oh, my word. Yes, he's going to have a privilege named after him. It's no longer going to have white in front of it. It's going to be the Rittenhouse privilege. My goodness, I'm ready to cheerfully vomit all over these people. Yes, full face, projection vomiting. The Rittenhouse privilege weaved its way into the cracks of the courtroom, almost like a, they, they talk about it almost like it's a virus or a, 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 a parasite. Weaved its way into the cracks of the courtroom in Kenosha. We knew the tactics that would be played. He's white. He's male. And to use the words of Judge Schroeder, um, Judge Schroeder Rittenhouse. What? They called him Judge Schroeder Rittenhouse. Wow. He is brazen. 
He walked his way into the courtroom. Well, how was he supposed to get into the courtroom? On a tricycle or wheeled in on a stretcher? Just as he audaciously walked past the brigade of police vehicles while carrying an AR-15 across his body, crossed state lines, and went home while Rosenbaum and Huber lay dead on the streets of Kenosha. Oh, those two oh-so-heroic people, those oh-so-heroic communists who had threatened to kill him and actually tried to carry it out? I love how you lionize child rapists and felons while denigrating and slandering and defaming a young man who simply went to Kenosha to help defend the city when the police would not. They were told to stand down. You people make me sick. It continues, the Rittenhouse privilege has set a precedent. There is now legal precedent which permits individuals to claim self-defense in the most outrageous of cases. Be forewarned, this precedent, this precedent will only extend to individuals who claim the written house privilege. Really? Wow. So all I have to do now, instead of saying, stand your ground, those three magic words, you know, that let you get away with murder, according to the media, I can now claim written house privilege. Yep. You can't touch me. I gave you the magic words, written house privilege. You can't arrest me, officer. Yes, a matter of fact, you can stand right there and watch me shoot some more people, and I'll say it again, written house privilege, and then you can't touch me. Uh-huh. What are these people smoking? And I ask rhetorically. I'm sure there's some of those left-handed Marlboro 1000s. And this is from an article from Bearing Arms. It says, The irony of discussing all this whiteness and privilege needs to be appreciated in context of the other piece mentioned. A Gifford man who claimed he was defending himself and his girlfriend when he fired shots at deputies during an early morning raid in 2017 was acquitted Friday on charges that he carried, uh, on charges that carried a life prison term. And they were referring to Mr. Andrew A.J. Coffey, uh, the fourth, he's 27 years old. He's found not guilty of second-degree felony murder, three counts of attempted first-degree murder of a law enforcement officer by discharging a firearm, and one count of shooting or throwing a deadly missile. Because uh, during the, uh, the, uh, his March hearing, Mr. Coffey said that he thought he was being robbed when he saw what appeared to be a rifle sticking through the open window pointed at him. He insisted he didn't know the raid was underway when he fired a 45 caliber pistol out of his bedroom window, shooting it two or three times. Deputies, in turn, shot more than a dozen rounds towards the bedroom window, courtroom records show. Um, in June, Vaughn denied Coffey's bid for immunity under the state's Stand Your Ground law. An appeals court in October declined to overturn Vaughn's ruling. Taylor, Friday, said he respects the jury's verdict but still rebuffed Coffey's uh, claim of self-defense. Obviously, we believe that the state's case was righteous. We proved our case beyond a reasonable doubt, but the jury did not see it that way for the first part of the trial. But we are glad that justice was done and he was found guilty of the possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. How do you equate that case to what happened in Kenosha, Washington? That's what I want to know. Because Yahoo and other um, so-called news outlets have basically done that. They've equated that case to Rittenhouse's case. How? I see zero similarities. 
The uh, ACLU, they took the opportunity to jump on the bandwagon, too. They decided they wanted to uh, make their make their statement about Mr. Rittenhouse. And frankly, Mr. Rittenhouse, I hope you sue the ACLU for their comments. I'm going to tell you something, people. Once someone has been declared not guilty, you may not run around and 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 declare them to be a murderer. You may not go around and defame them as a killer. You may not go around and denigrate them as a murderous little white supremacist punk. But the ACLU is doing exactly that. And the Second Amendment Foundation had something to say about it. The the ACLU basically... uh, they, they they said that uh, Rittenhouse's verdict was here. I'll read you their statement. It says, despite Kyle Rittenhouse's conscious decision to travel across state lines and injure one person and take the lives of two people, stop. You're saying wrongly, incorrectly, falsely that Kyle Rittenhouse, his decision was premeditated to cross state lines and purposely injure one person and take the lives of two other people who were protesting the shooting of Jacob Blake by police. And then they said he was not held responsible for his actions. Then what do you call the trial he went through? Huh? You pack a brain jackasses. He was put on trial. And matter of fact, that was pretty much what was brought out by the Second Amendment Foundation's executive executive vice president, Alam Gottlieb. And he said, while the ACLU should have been complaining about the conduct of prosecutors in the Rittenhouse case, the organization instead is calling Rittenhouse a deliberate killer, perpetuating the myth that he deliberately crossed state lines to kill people. And it is shocking for the ACLU, which has a long record of defending the rights of individuals against government prosecution, to make such an outrageous statement. Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted by a jury of seven women and five men for defending himself against multiple attackers in the middle of a riot. By being tried in court, he essentially was being held responsible for his actions, which the jury's verdict clearly indicates were justified under the circumstances. We saw the same video evidence everyone else did. Any reasonable person who viewed the videos and heard the testimony would easily conclude Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. Amen. I don't know how you could miss it. The many people out there opining know nothing about self-defense law. And I, and I delved into that a couple of podcasts ago. I'm not going to rehash it now. I don't like rehashing things. You can always go back a couple of podcasts and listen to it yourself. But we saw the same video. Uh, why is it that these people fancy themselves to be experts at law and experts at discerning what happened that fateful night in Kenosha when most of them didn't watch the entirety of the trial and or watch the video? And if they did, they watched it and they listened through jaundiced eyes and ears and, and they listened to it and watched it through their ideological filter 
and they listen to other people tell them what really happened and what didn't, and rather than reserve to themselves the 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 uh, the right to be objective in what they hear and see, they have sacrificed their ideology to the opinions of other people. That's essentially that's essentially what they've done here. Well, the Firearms Policy Coalition, they also had a statement about the acquittal of Rittenhouse, and it's a good one. And, and, and I like the fact that they put these out. And matter of fact, that's, why I, that's what I'm doing here, essentially. I'm trying to debunk the crap that is pouring out of every media outlet out there right now that is still decrying Mr. Rittenhouse as a murderer, as a white supremacist vigilante murderer. This is a statement from Firearms Policy Coalition. They said, consistent with the Constitution, in finding him not guilty on all charges, a jury of Kyle Rittenhouse's peers recognized today that the human right to armed self-defense doesn't end at a state line and applies equally to young adults. Individuals facing a threat of violence have no duty to retreat before exercising their right to defend their life. Amen. Amen and amen. But you know what the media want you to think? You have no right to defend yourself at all, much less the duty to retreat part. Oh, they say, yo, you have a duty to retreat. But beyond that, they think, and you know what? You really shouldn't defend yourself at all. That's what they've been teaching us. And there's a reason behind it. And I'll explain what it is in just a little bit. The, the statement from Firearms Policy Coalition continued to say that after weighing the evidence, the jury found that Mr. Rittenhouse should not be convicted on charges the prosecution should never have brought in the first place. If you missed the podcast from yesterday where I was interviewing people at the Melbourne Gun Show, several people said the same thing. Why was this even brought to trial? And one of those being Rocket Rod Rao, of course, the godfather of the Dirty Hippie Mafia. But they asked, why was this even brought to trial? Well, I'll explain why. And I, matter of fact, I did explain why they thought it should be brought to trial. Because they want to make a public example of Mr. Rittenhouse. And they wanted to destroy him, destroy his life, and literally take his freedom from him for defending himself because they don't want anybody following his example and defending themselves against this communist thuggery. That's why. The statement continued, while Kyle is no longer under threat of being caged for defending his life, his experience shows the value of our fundamental individual right to keep and bear arms. When the police aren't willing or able to protect you from unjust force and violence, your AR-15, America's rifle, can. I like that part right there because that, that hails back to a few podcasts from before when black Americans were not afforded the protection of police and had to, defend, had to depend on themselves for their own defense, and they did so handily, starting out with Winchester rifles and then uh, also with M1 carbines and revolvers when the Deacons for Defense and Justice decided they had had enough of the, the terrorism from the Klan, who were all Democrats, by the way, and decided, you know what, we've had enough of this crap. A lot of people don't realize this. Mr. Martin Luther King Jr. had a, a, a veritable arsenal, not only in his home, but in his headquarters there, his political headquarters. 
those men armed themselves against the threat from the Klan and other uh, hate-filled organizations and people who felt that black people just shouldn't be carrying guns, black people shouldn't have the same rights we do, they shouldn't drink from the same water fountains we do, and they shouldn't ride in the front of the bus, they should ride the back of the bus. Uh Uh-huh. Well, of course, the leftists, including the leftists and the and the Bolsheviks and the Brady group, and I, I actually referred to this section of my show notes as the Brady Bolsheviks and their post-verdict statements. And I tell you what, they have got some gall. They have got some some. They've got a pair hanging to say some of the things they're saying, and I hope Mr. Rittenhouse sues them also. I tell you what, folks, we need to start a a, a fund that will that will be able to help Mr. Rittenhouse sue all of these organizations, these so-called news organizations, and this Civil Liberties Union, and also these political action groups like the Brady Campaign and the others who have made such false, flagrantly false statements about Mr. Rittenhouse in the aftermath of this verdict. First, I want to tell you about my friends out of the American Police Hall of Fame in Titusville. The American Police Hall of Fame, proud sponsors of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Who are we? We are the keepers of the history of individual law enforcement officers. We are a facility that honors the fallen and supports their families. We are a training facility that teaches civilians how to be their own first responder. We are a venue that offers free tactical and strategic training for sworn officers. We are a great place to visit and learn. Go to APHF.org to find out more. Yes, very honored to be associated with the American Police Hall of Fame in Titusville. As a matter of fact, I've got a class out there next Sunday afternoon from 1.30 to 5.30. If you want to sign up for it, use the code word LIBERTY for a 15% discount when you go to shootingclasses.com. Look up shootingclasses.com forward slash Royce dash Bartlett, and you can sign up there. Now, let's get into this thing where the Brady Bolsheviks made a post-verdict statement, and this is their statement. Following the not guilty verdicts in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, Brady decries this miscarriage of justice and reiterates that armed vigilantism resulting in death of our fellow Americans is murder and is no basis for a valid claim of self-defense. Okay, again, I'm going to ask you flaming Bolsheviks, did you actually watch the trial? Did you actually watch the video of the incident that was presented at trial? I, I, how could you have? Or did you watch it through the jaundiced filter of your communist ideology? They continued, Americans have a right to live in a, in a civil society without the fear or reality of being shot in a public place while exercising their basic rights, including constitutional rights protected by the First Amendment. Is that what you think those child-raping, wife-beating beating pieces of crap were doing? Again, did y'all watch the trial? 
Did you? Did, did you do any background checking into the lives of the felons that Mr. Rittenhouse shot? They weren't exercising basic rights. You have no basic right to tip over porta johns and set flatbed trailers on fire or set dumpsters on fire with the intention of rolling it into a gas station and causing a major explosion, which is what they intended to do. That is not a basic, fundamental, constitutionally protected right, idiots. A gun owner's singular right under the Second Amendment cannot and should not be interpreted to deny the rights of other citizens to live and to exercise their fundamental rights while they are alive. Well, again, morons, they weren't exercising fundamental rights. You don't have the fundamental right to be an anarchist. You don't have the fundamental right to riot and smash and loot and assault and batter and commit acts of arson. Unless you're reading a different constitution than, than I'm reading and a different set of, and a different bill of rights. Or do you communists have your own bill of rights? Yeah, that applies only to communists and not to other Americans. Mm-hmm. Brady President Chris Brown, he made this statement. This is a sad day for the rule of law and for public safety. I disagree, jackass. This is a fine day for the rule of law and for public safety. It's a great day for it because it reiterated and it affirmed the right of every American to defend themselves. That's true public safety. Because the police were not providing any public safety that day, and there were no National Guard troops there. They had to provide their own public safety. We are our own first responders, moron. I know you don't like that because you despise the Second Amendment, and you despise people like me and my fellow keepers and bearers who willfully, every day, and responsibly keep and bear arms. I know you hate us, and I don't care. Your hatred means nothing to me. You are a mosquito on my butt. This is a sad day for the rule of law and for public safety. This out-of-state shooter who traveled to Kenosha, Wisconsin from Illinois and obtained an AR-15 before heading into groups protesting the shooting of a black man by police. No, he did not, you liars. He didn't arm himself and then head into those groups. He kept himself away from them, especially after they started threatening to kill him. What is wrong with you people besides the fact that you simply are so full of hate you can't contain yourself and keep yourself from lying? You are filthy, godless, godforsaken liars. Yeah, before heading into groups protesting the shooting of a black man by police, that's not what they're doing, they were rioting, should not be absolved of the murder of two black people, uh, I'm sorry, of two people, they didn't say black people, the murder of two people and the injury of a third. He didn't murder them, and you just opened your filthy selves up for a defamation lawsuit, and Mr. Rittenhouse, I hope you pull it to him. I hope you pour it to him. Because they didn't just say it, they scripted it. They wrote it. That's libelous. Pour it to them, Mr. Rittenhouse. Sue them into the oblivion they deserve. There is no legal justification to travel across state lines. Arm, yes, there is a legal justification to travel across state lines. I can travel across any state lines I want to. 
There's no legal justification to travel across state lines. Arm yourself with an illegally purchased firearm. Well, really, then how come the judge dismissed that charge and the prosecution did not raise so much as a peep of protest and murder two people and injure a third? As the counsel for the prosecution stated, you cannot claim self-defense against the danger you create. Well, I agree. But Mr. Rittenhouse didn't create the danger. The three Bolsheviks did. The three little communist punks did. Actually, there was fourth because there was Mr. Flying Headkit guy. They created the danger by verbalizing a threat of murder and then attempting to carry it out. They may not claim self-defense. Mr. Rittenhouse did, and he won. And that pisses you off, doesn't it? You poor little penny-wasted punk. This shooter was emboldened and intoxicated by the rhetoric of the gun lobby and extremist. Was he? Really? How do you know? Who are you to say what really motivated Mr. Mr. Rittenhouse? Hmm? Who are you to say what he may or may not have been emboldened or intoxicated by? How do you know? To what, what do you point to as evidence for that? You slanderous bunch of pigs. Leading him to create a dangerous situation. No, he didn't. One more time. No, he didn't. Oh, but he was carrying a gun there amongst the rioters. So were the police. Would you try to tell me that they wouldn't have the right to defend themselves if set upon by three people, one wielding a skateboard, one wielding a firearm, and another trying to take the gun from him, and a fourth trying to kick him in the head? leading him to create a dangerous situation that resulted in the death of two people. There must be accountability for those actions. Well, again, jackasses, there was accountability. And a jury of his peers said, he's not guilty. Brady Chief Counsel and Vice President of Legal... Uh, legal counsel, uh, Jonathan Lowey, shared, he said, this verdict is, hor- is a horrifying reminder of what could happen if NRA's guns everywhere vision of our country is enshrined in law. What hyperbolic crap? Where did you get this besides out of your backside? How is it that this is the NRA's fault somehow? Hmm? Guns everywhere vision of our country is enshrined in the law. You mean, in other words, the free exercise of the right to keep and bear arms? Is that what you're referring to? I know that scares the crap out of you because you're a flaming Bolshevik. He continued, there is no right to carry a firearm. What? There is no right to carry a firearm, much less an illegally bought assault rifle. Was it really? across state lines to terrorize and play police officer. Is that what you think Rittenhouse did in spite of the testimony to the contrary? In spite of the testimony and a videotape that showed him doing everything he could to defuse the situation, including running in the opposite direction, not backpedaling fast, running in the opposite direction and trying to extract himself from the danger. That's terrorizing somebody? You people are vile pigs, and I can't wait for you to be sued. And you think he was trying to play police officer? Is that what you think? 
It continues, and this tragedy shows what happens when civilians feel entitled to bring guns anywhere. Does it really? Did you, did you catch that slam on the Second Amendment? We civilians do, according to the Second Amendment, have the right to carry guns anywhere from sea to shining sea, from the, the border of Canada to the border of Mexico. We have that right, according to the Second Amendment. And at one time in this country, everybody did exactly that. They freely carried arms. And gee, the blood wasn't up to the knees in the streets like you people think it should be or would be. We do have the right and we are entitled to carry firearms to defend ourselves. And you don't like that. The Supreme Court recently heard a case that could make this kind of tragedy the norm. Okay, once again, idiots. Mr. Rittenhouse was found not guilty by reason of self-defense. How is that a tragedy to you that someone defended themselves? That's a tragedy to you? It's a tragedy that someone defended themselves with a firearm. Really? This is the world we could live in if the court decides that the Constitution entitles virtually anyone to carry guns virtually anywhere and to shoot people when they deem it necessary for self-defense. Did you catch the last part? This is the world we could live in if the court decides that the Constitution entitles virtually anyone to carry guns virtually anywhere. We've already already established that the Second Amendment does just that. And then to shoot people when they deem it necessary for self-defense. Who are we supposed to go to for their decision on whether or not something is worthy of of self-defense? Huh? Are we supposed to wait for a decision from someone else or another governing body that we have the right to defend ourselves? Because if that's the case, we're not going to be able to defend ourselves in time. We have every right to deem shooting somebody necessary for self-defense. And you don't like that. Wah. If the Kenosha killer has had not brought an assault rifle to that protest, no one would have died. Uh, no, like uh, all contraire, somebody would have died. Mr. Rittenhouse. He didn't start that. They did. They assaulted him. They got shot. Two of them died. One of them is now crippled for life in one of his limbs. Good. He won't be using that to beat someone else with. He won't be using it to commit, to commit ver- a burglary that he's been charged with. You don't like it. He would have died that night. But because he did, two people were killed. Yes, two people were, two people were killed because they brought it on themselves. They, contrary to what you're saying, brought it on themselves by assaulting and battering Mr. Rittenhouse after threatening to take his life. Why are you morally dyslexic pack of braying jackasses so unable to grasp the facts in this case or any other case? Why? Because you've installed within your mind and within your conscience and within your heart a liberal firewall that has basically been engendered in your mind because you've adopted the, the 
tenets of socialism and communism. That's what you've done. And you have been, you've accepted this dogma, this mantra that people should not be able to defend themselves. We must rely on the police and the military. Bull fertilizer. That's not what this country was founded upon. One of the main reasons that the Marxist media and the rank communist on Capitol Hill and the Bolsheviks who attempted to convict a young man for defending himself, the reason they hate this verdict is because it's a win for freedom. Yes, I said it's a win for freedom. A win that declares in no uncertain terms that American citizens have the right to keep and bear arms. Yes, arms for war in defense of their homes, their towns, their businesses, their families, and yes, even themselves. Because we have that freedom. In Rockledge, we've got freedom. We've got freedom guns where you can go to become well-regulated. Freedom guns in Rockledge, just north of Rockledge High School, on the opposite side of the road, 1255 Florida Avenue, Suite A. You can check them out at freedom-guns.com. And better yet, just stop in there in person and meet Mike and his son, Mike, and Dennis and the rest of the crew out there. Got a great selection of handguns, long guns, ammunition, accessories, holsters, magazines. What are you looking for? Mike and the boys got you covered out there at Freedom Guns. If you need a nice big Liberty safe to stow all them guns in, well, he offers those too. He's got a floor full of them out there you can look at, and he offers free delivery and installation. Again, check them out at freedom-guns.com. When you stop down there or if you're out of state and you call and maybe order a gun from him and have it shipped to your dealer, make sure you tell him you heard about him on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Yes, sign up for concealed carry classes there at Freedom Guns, and I will personally be your instructor. Keep and bear arms, always. But yes, the Marxist media and the Bolsheviks there who tried to convict Mr. Rittenhouse for defending himself, they hate the verdict because it's a win for freedom, and they darn well know it. It declares in no uncertain terms we have the right to bear arms to defend ourselves, defend our homes, our towns, our businesses, our families, It's a pushback against the indoctrination that has polluted our schools and our universities. And it's a doctrine that was carefully crafted and designed to strip from all American citizens the notion and the idea and the connections to our warrior heritage. America has always been a warring people, a warrior culture. Not because we love war, but because we were not hesitant to fight whenever necessary to maintain our freedoms and our liberties. And yes, that started with going up against the most powerful army in the world, the one of Great Britain and King George. These were men, real men. Yes, they probably reeked of toxic masculinity. By the way, masculinity is only toxic to weak-minded people. You're welcome. But we do indeed descend from warriors, men who endured the greatest of hardships on our behalf, men who pledged to sacrifice their lives, their their fortunes, in their sacred honor 
for the express purpose of ensuring the blessings of liberty for us. In short, they put our liberty above their own safety. Oh, but we're told now, today, that clinging to our freedom is selfish and that safety for all is more important than the free exercise of our rights, the free exercise of our liberty. And that's another lie that the enemies in our midst have inculcated in an effort to overthrow us. They're trying to, what one of my friends, I think it was Rod Rauch, they, 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 they want to pussify the American male. They want to geld him. They want to make him weak and unwilling to fight. They want him polluted with the notion that all violence is bad. Even violence in self-defense, it's bad. No, no, no. You, you are never to be violent. You are never to even so much as raise your hands to defend yourself. And that was driven home when Krauss the commie basically stated that Rittenhouse should have just laid there and taken a beating. Did you catch that part? You know why? He is helping to inculcate that fallacy. Well, you just got to take a beating. No, Mr. Rittenhouse did not. And he proved it and he punctuated it with some well-placed shots. And if you try it with me or any of my fellow keepers and bearers that I personally know and hang out with and shoot with, guess what else is going to happen? Pretty much the same thing. Except the guys that I train with probably do it in one shot each and all to the cranium. This is a lie that has been perpetuated that we are not to be the men that our founders were. Oh, it's all about safety. We, 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 we have to have safety over everything and, and your rights and, and the free exercise of your liberties that were bought and paid for by so many people that died for you and sacrificed life and limb for you. Yeah, that needs to be thrown aside. It needs to be swept aside. You cannot, you cannot cling to your guns and your religion. Yeah, you can't be like your founders. You can't be a warrior. No, no, no. Warrior bad. All violence bad. You cannot do that. And might I remind us all that that big, tall, green lady that stands in New York Harbor, you know, the one with her torch raised to the sky, she's not called the Statue of Safety. She's called the Statue of Liberty, like it or not. And some of y'all just don't like that. I fear we're at a very volatile point in our history in light of all that. Especially when we're trying to, people are trying to rob us of our freedom, putting people on trial for simply defending themselves against obvious assault, against obvious threats against their lives. We're at a pretty, we're at a volatile point here, unlike any other time in our history. And it's times like this that I start looking back at our founders and the beliefs they held the principles they believed in, and yes, the God that they called their own, the God that once shed his grace upon this country. I'm going to read to you a speech that was delivered by General George Washington to his troops just before the Battle of Long Island on August 26, 
1776. First, we're going to hear about my good buddy Steve Kennedy out at the gun site in Merritt Island. I want to tell you about my good buddy Steve Kennedy out at the gun site in Merritt Island. He's got a nine-lane, 25-yard indoor shooting range, handgun and machine gun rentals, and a fantastic pro shop stocked with handguns, long guns, ammunition, accessories, magazines, uh, range bags. What are you looking for? Steve's got you covered out there at the gun site. You can check him out at gunsightrange.com. Gunsightrange.com. And make sure you stop out there and check out the, the specials he's got going on during each week. Gunsightrange.com. Make sure you tell Steve Kennedy when you stop in out there. It's at 125 South Banana River Drive in Merritt Island, and he's been out there for over 35 years. Make sure you tell Steve Kennedy that you heard about him on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Yes, do make sure you tell Steve Royce Bartlett sent you down there. Now, this was a speech that was delivered by General Washington to his troops just before the Battle of Long Island on August 26th, 1776. And it is very applicable to our time here now. Very applicable to this, what should I say, crossroads of this country where we've been divided by enemies in our midst. We have literally the enemies of our Constitution who have sworn an oath to uphold and defend it, and they are in elected positions in our government. And yes, they also hold key positions in many of our powerful federal agencies. And they are literally enemies of our Constitution. Wow, let that sink in, people. General Washington said this to his troops. The time is now near at hand, which must probably determine whether Americans are to be free men or slaves, whether they are to have any property they can call their own, whether their houses and farms are to be pillaged and destroyed, and themselves consigned to a state of wretchedness from which no human efforts will deliver them. The fate of unborn millions will now depend, under God, on the courage and conduct of this army. Our cruel and unrelenting enemy leaves us only the choice of a brave resistance or the most abject submission. We have, therefore, to resolve to conquer or to die. Our own, our country's honor, call upon us for a vigorous and manly exertion. And if we now shamelessly fail or shamefully fail, we shall become infamous to the whole world. Let us, then, rely on the goodness of our cause and the aid of the Supreme Being, in whose hands victory is, to animate and encourage us to great and noble actions. The eyes of all our countrymen are now upon us, and we shall have their blessings and praises if, happily, we are the instruments of saving them from the tyranny mediated against them. Let us therefore animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. Liberty, property, life, and honor are all at stake. Upon your courage and conduct 
rests the hopes of our bleeding and insulted country. Our wives, children, and parents expect safety from us alone. And they have every reason to believe that heaven will crown with success so just a cause. The enemy will endeavor to intimidate by show and appearance. But remember, they have been repulsed on various occasions by a few brave Americans. Every good soldier will be silent and attentive. Wait for orders and reserve his fire until he is sure of doing execution. Now you say, Royce, how is that applicable to today? It's very applicable. It's time for men to be men, for men to stand up and not be afraid to speak their mind. Because I'm going to tell you something. When speaking our mind fails, when the First Amendment fails... We have no choice but to rely upon the second. I don't want that to happen. In spite of the training I've had, in spite of having the honor of training with some of the most lethal men on the planet, they don't want this to happen either. No one wants another civil war in this country. I doubt the country could survive the next one. A fair warning to all of you out there who would call men like Grosskreutz and Rosenbaum and Huber heroes, and you call them your brothers like one Hollywood producer did, if you think fighting for scum like that is a worthy cause that you would endeavor to take up arms against us for, you had better think again. You have no idea the hornet's nest that you are presently kicking. Beware the fury of patient men, because most of us have had enough by now. You don't want to bring violence to us, because the violence you would receive in return... Mm, I don't even want to think about it. The time is now near at hand, which must probably determine whether Americans are to be free men or slaves. And I got news for all of you out there. We, the people, are the majority. Those trying to take our freedoms are the minority. I can't stress that enough. Do not look at the media and think that they represent majority opinion because they don't. They never have they never will. My fellow Americans, keep your powder dry. Keep your guns loaded. Do not leave your house without a firearm on your person. Keep your head down. Keep it on a swivel. Always be vigilant. Always be watching. Stand up and speak the truth when the lies are poured forth. Stand there on the front lines and say, yes, I'm going to be a man and stand up and speak the truth in the face of all the lies and all the bull fertilizer flowing out of the mouths of the media and other political action groups. And never forget, incoming rounds have the right of way. See you on the next podcast. Royce out. So turn